0: Hi, I'm Mark Ganey, and on today's episode of the Pop Faith Podcast, we're going to look at Matthew chapter 8. We're going to look at a pop culture spotlight, including JLo's new music video. In news you can use, we're going to talk about how some of the streaming platforms have changed and what that means. Speaking of what that means, we're going to look at what does that meme and a specific TikTok trend and kind of the implications of that. And then in Faith Pops and Life Drops, we're going to take a look at Echo, the Disney Plus show. Welcome to the Pop Faith Podcast with host Mark Ganey, where each episode we explore how faith connects to everyday life. Each episode is a fun and engaging look at how ordinary Christians can experience the good news all around them in things like movies, shows, pop culture, and even news stories. Thanks for joining in. We are glad you're here. Today's Bible bite actually comes from my personal study. So in our church, we have a Bible reading plan every year, and we're going through the New Testament one chapter at a time uh, this year at at our church. And so just a a few days ago, we came across Matthew chapter 8 and uh, I'm fascinated every time I read this section of Scripture, and I'm going to read it to you, and then we're going to talk about kind of the implications of it. So to give you an idea of the context behind this passage, Jesus is in the middle of his ministry. He's doing all kind of crazy things. He's walked on water. He's healing a lot of people, and uh, he's casting out demons from people who are demon-possessed, and that's kind of where, where we find him here in this passage. So Matthew chapter 8, verse 28. And when he came to the other side, To the country of the Gadarenes, two demon-possessed men met him, coming out of the tombs, so fierce that no one could pass that way. And behold, they cried out, What have you to do with us, O Son of God? Have you come here to torment us before the time? So notice, they knew who Jesus was, and they were saying, It's not time yet for you to end everything, right? They know what end is coming, just like Satan does. Verse 30, Now a herd of many pigs were feeding at some distance from them. And the demons begged him, saying, If you cast us out, send us away into the herd of pigs. And he said to them, Go. So they came out and went into the pigs. And behold, the whole herd rushed down the steep bank and into the sea and drowned in the waters. The herdsmen fled, going to the city, And they told everything, especially what had happened to the demon-possessed men. So I I can't explain exactly why Jesus did it the way he did it, but he cast out demons into the pigs, pigs went down the hill, died, right? Now, here's the kicker. This is what's fascinating to me, verse 34. And behold, all the city came out to meet Jesus, and when they saw him, they begged him to do it again. No. They begged him to heal their sick. No. They begged him to leave city their region that fascinates me so here they have jesus who they know has been healing people they know he's some kind of miracle worker they may not know exactly who he is and they may not understand his identity as the son of god the messiah the christ but they know he's doing some amazing things and yet they ask him to leave the region now why would they do that these two demon possessed men that nobody could handle jesus cast the demons out of them how is that you know how does that make sense when they see that, why then did they ask him to leave the region? Well, here's my, my take on this and kind of my perspective. I believe that they were afraid. They were afraid. They feared what they did not know and what they did not understand. And before we kind of judge them and condemn them, isn't that exactly what we do? Don't we fear what we don't understand? Don't we kind of avoid and run away from what we can't quite Comprehend, and when it's something new and something we don't understand, then certainly we we fear, right? And so I believe the lesson in this part of the story, at least in verse thirty-four, for us in today's Bible bite is this: when we fear something because we don't understand it, especially when it's God working, just like we see here, let's not put God in a box and say God that can't be you because I don't understand it. Let's not let's not run away and let's not uh, you know avoid. What God is doing just because it's different than what we expect, I believe God often works in ways that we don't understand, that we don't expect, and quite honestly, that we can't comprehend. And that just a little bit different, just because we have never experienced it before, doesn't mean that that God isn't at work. Now, I want to be kind of cautious here and say that just because something happens doesn't mean that God is doing that, right? And and just because something feels mystical or whatever, emotional, that doesn't mean that God's in it and working. Okay, so let me say that. But when we believe God is at work, or even if we see something happen that we don't understand, let's not dismiss it. Let's not put God in our box. Let's trust God to work outside of our boxes, and let's follow him every step of the way. On today's news, you can use segment, I want to talk a little bit about some of our streaming platforms. If you're like me, you probably are subscribed to a lot of different streaming platforms. It's kind of how you get your entertainment. Uh, You know, most people don't have cable these days, but there's a change uh, in some of the streaming platforms that honestly reminds me of cable a little bit couple things that that have come out in the news lately number one Netflix is now going to begin to carry live sports I've got some contracts uh, with some live sporting events and other streaming platforms have already done this and so now Netflix is jumping on that bandwagon and in offering live sports now why would Netflix do that right the the first one into the whole streaming platform game the one that really was the pioneer and and kind of blazed the trail for all of the streaming platforms behind them well, Netflix is kind of feeling the hurt a little bit. Netflix has gone up in price several times last years, last few years. In fact, our family just recently cut Netflix from our streaming, uh, you know, choices because of the price increase over and over. But a lot of people, you know, still subscribe to Netflix. But the What's happened is a lot of people are sharing their Netflix passwords with family members. And so Netflix has kind of put the kibosh on that a little bit and said, you know, you can only share with so many people. It has to be within this range, geographically, all this stuff, right? And so they're losing money and they're thinking, how do we capture some of that momentum? How do we capture more audience? And so one of the ways to do that, of course, is to offer live sports, Everybody loves live sports, and so it's another way to capture more uh, of an audience. And so uh, Netflix is doing that, reminds me of cable, right, and, and network TV. But in addition to that, what made me think about this is Amazon Prime, maybe you're an Amazon Prime subscriber, we are, and uh, we, we do it for the shipping and all that, the free shipping on Amazon as much as we do the, the Prime Video. But on Amazon Prime Video, They now are making a change where the normal account, the the everyday account that you pay for with your Amazon subscription and your Prime subscription or just the Prime Video, it's now gonna contain ads. You have to uh, pay an additional, I think it's $2.99 a month for no ads. And so now, not only do you pay for the video service, now you're gonna be seeing ads, why? Because again, they they need to capture more income, right? They need to have more revenue, and ads is the way to do that. It's kind of every streaming platform is really doing that. In fact, I just I'm I'm rewatching a series on Amazon Prime. One of my favorites. It's called Person of Interest. Um, Jim Caviezel, who plays Jesus in Passion of the Christ, is in that one. It's just one of my favorite uh, shows that I've watched. And you know, it was 2011 2016, and so I started rewatching it a couple weeks ago, and I noticed it's it's available in something called Freevee right? And I thought, okay, what's freebie? Well, it's ads. So they've already started uh, doing ads there and they're always going to have ads there, even if you pay two ninety nine dollars uh, with the, you know, kind of the platinum service of Amazon Prime, but everything else is going to have those same kind of ads as well soon. So it's just interesting that we've, you know, we've gone um, in different directions in terms of our entertainment and how we get entertainment, but it's all going back full circle and we're all getting back to what cable really was like, ads, uh, free sport or live sports, all those things. So I'm curious to see what comes next uh, because, you know, I left cable for a reason and uh, I don't want to go back there. I cut the cord for a reason and maybe you did too. But what's the future now of streaming? Are we going to go back to where cable was? I'm, I'm curious to what happens next. I'm curious to what you think about all these changes and maybe even how you get your entertainment. So uh, drop us a line, feedback at popfaithpodcast.com. I want to hear from you. I love today's good news story. Uh, If you know me, you know I'm a sucker for a good animal story, and this one is certainly that. So uh, most likely, you have experienced really cold temperatures uh, sometime this year, this month. It's in January of 24 when we're recording this episode, and uh, a lot of our country, most of our country, in fact, did experience that same thing. And just freezing temperatures everywhere. Well, in Michigan, they're kind of used to that, and uh, you know, lakes freeze over, bodies of water freeze over. People, you know, ice skate on those things. By the way, I I don't know if I could ever get to the point where I'm comfortable enough uh, to ice skate on a, a lake that's frozen. I, I guess because I'm from the south, and it's just crazy to me. Well, there's this one gentleman, a 65 year old gentleman. Um, he's from uh from michigan and he lives near artibus lake in michigan and he was on the ice the lake had frozen over but he had gotten to a point where it wasn't stable and he fell through the ice 65 year old man and i was reading some things about uh, falling through the ice and you know sometimes you have 30 seconds depending on the temperature sometimes you have three minutes and, uh, you know, not much more until, you know, hypothermia kicks in and and your extremities begin to freeze and there's a lot of damage and eventually death. And people die every year by falling through the ice in places like this, bodies of water like this. So, obviously, an emergency situation. And so, uh, a police officer was on the scene. Uh, his name is Cameron Bennett's. And they have these rescue discs with rope. And so they throw the rescue discs into the, the area where the person is. The person grabs onto it, you know, and holds onto the disc while they pull up and they kind of climb up using the rope. That's kind of the way they do these rescues. Well, the officer wasn't able to go far enough for the rope to reach him he threw it several times and he couldn't get the the rope out there and he couldn't go any further because instead of just one person in the ice or the icy water and you know the police officer would end up being in icy water too because it was unstable beyond that point but what he noticed I love this the officer and this animal are the hero of this story he noticed that that the 65-year-old man had a dog nearby and he asked him if it was his dog and it was his dog's name was Ruby he asked Will the dog respond to verbal commands? And the man said yes. And so he called Ruby to him. Ruby came, and he tied the disc to Ruby's collar. And then the owner called Ruby back, and he and Ro, Ruby went back to the owner, delivered the disc, and the man was rescued. That's pretty awesome. And so if you're watching this um, on YouTube, you'll see a couple clips now of of that rescue. That is amazing. It's amazing that the dog wasn't afraid of the officer. It was amazing that the dog, even though the owner was in the middle of the icy lake, responded to that. The dog didn't fall through all that. It's just awesome to hear an incredible story like that. So, look, we've got enough bad news. I want to share with you some good news, and that's a pretty cool story that we can share today. In today's pop culture spotlight, uh, I'm going to be a little bit different in pop culture than I normally am, we have fun with this one, and we're going to have fun with it. But this one's a little bit different because I'm going to have a little bit of a uh, of a negative take on this one. But it's all over um, the news, and so I feel like I had to share this. So uh, the new uh, video from JLo is what we're going to talk about today. And so uh, I, I was watching something on, on Amazon Prime, like I mentioned before, and these commercials started coming about J-Lo's new music video. And it really, honestly, the marketing's done incredibly well. It's awesome the way they've marketed this video because it's almost like a documentary and a movie. I thought, did J-Lo do a documentary? What's going on here? Because the way she talks about it. And I was intrigued, but I also knew that I better check it out before I watch this music video. And I'm glad I did because I didn't watch the video after finding out more about the video. So J-Lo, by the way, she's 54 years old, okay? That's older than I am which is kind of crazy. Um, Still doing music, that's fine, but this is kind of a remake video. She already has a video about this song. The song is called Can't Get Enough, and this video is probably the most risque music video uh, that that has been out recently, and certainly the most risque one that that, uh, J-Lo, Jennifer Lopez, has ever made. And so, she talks about, you know, in the song and the video, she says, you know, what really matters now is love. And so that's what the, the music is supposed to be about. Um, she can't get enough of love, those kind of things. But really, when you look at the, the video itself, it's not about love at all. It's really more about lust than love. And so as a description, I read some description about the video, and here's kind of in the music video. Um, it says that for her new single, Um, Can't get enough. This is on USA Today. Uh, It says, featuring Lado, by the way, uh, Lopez bared all in a series of increasingly risque shots. And what are risque shots? Strutting down a Manhattan street in a corset top, um, wearing a, a sheer white robe, sliding down a hose, wearing a black bikini in front of a pool filled with men. And the whole video really is about what this article calls lust, not love. And that's, that's a, a secular um, media outlet describing it that way. So it kind of tells you it's pretty pretty risque, right? And so I just, I find that kind of intriguing. Uh, not that I want to watch the video, but a 54-year-old woman is kind of showing her body off in this video about love. And really, the video is not about love at all. It's about physical action and, and lust and those kind of things. And so what you know, she says what really matters is love, but she, she portrays something else. And so what I want to remind us as we look at this pop culture spotlight, as followers of Jesus, we've got to remember a few things. You know, um, culture is going to tell us one thing, and we know God's Word tells us something different. And so this is one of those things that are different that, that I want to point out. And so uh, pop culture and our culture and secular culture will tell us all over over and over and over again that love equals physical things, right? That love equals that emotion. Uh, but really, we know from scripture that that's not what love is at all. In fact, what does scripture say? Scripture says that God is love. So God defines what love is. And what did God do for us? He sacrificed himself by sending Jesus, his only son. And so really what we understand from scripture is that love is a choice and love is a commitment. And really, it's 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 independent of anything physical, now, certainly, love is expressed physically and emotionally and verbally and all those things, but I think it's important to remember when we hear news about a video like this to remember that that's not what love is at all because that kind of love, she's 54 years old and, you know, as a 54-year-old woman, I don't know if she's had any work done or not, but she's still very attractive for a 54-year-old woman, right? But eventually, her beauty's going to fade. Scripture says beauty will fade. It doesn't last forever, and so when beauty fades, what's left? If that's what love is, nothing. And so love can come and go and, you know, love is dependent on emotion and, you know, beauty and all those kind of things. But that's really not what love is at all. Love is a choice and a commitment for the better of, for the best of the person that you love, right? It's a sacrifice. Jesus showed us what a sacrificial love looks like. And so as we think about real love, as we seek to love others, let's not base our love based on shallow things and external things, but let's make a commitment to love that person and want, and seek the best for them no matter what. Okay, on today's What Does That Mean segment, we're going to look at something that's really trending, mostly on TikTok, but as you know, if it's trending on TikTok, it's going to be posted on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook and all those other things, because especially when it comes to video, TikTok is king and kind of sets the pace there. So there's actually a song that's kind of uh, really trending. On TikTok. And if you know anything about TikTok, a lot of people use songs kind of as background music and they have something else, video or text or whatever that they have, the overlay, and they kind of use that song uh, for something else. And so there's a song. It's actually a 2001 song. So it's an oldie, I guess, but a goodie uh, if you consider it good. But it's called Murder on the Dance Floor. And if you've been on TikTok lately, you've heard Murder on the Dance Floor because it seems to be in every single video background. So there's, there's Murder on the Dance Floor, 2001 song. Uh, it's kind of upbeat, obviously. And, uh, and so a lot of people are using that song to talk about, uh, recipes, uh, their daily routine, um, and something that's really popular on, on TikTok. And that is GRWM, which means getting ready with me. And, uh, so I want to talk about that a little bit. So not the song itself. I'm not going to talk about the song, but I want to talk about the trend of, of kind of using the song and not just that one, but all these other songs to, to talk about recipes or daily routines or just activities of your everyday life or getting ready with me, right? So I, I find it fascinating. And I, got, I know it's a generational thing, but it's very popular. And I think it comes from uh, people doing that, a need to share, right? We want to be known. We want people to see what we do, not just see what we do. We want people to approve of what we do. And so we want to post that and get likes and get follows. And uh, we want people to accept us. And uh, And so we like to stand out. We like to be unique. And so a lot of people are doing that. And uh, you know, it's kind of funny, once one person does it, that may be an influencer, it seems like everybody begins to do that. And so people want acceptance and approval and, uh, and praise. And so that's a common, I guess, need or desire by human means. But here's what I want to remind you. Um, if you follow Christ, remember that the only person who needs to approve, you, uh, approve of you is God, and God already approves of you. I talked about this in my sermon last Sunday, but when God looks at you, if you've trusted in Jesus, He doesn't see you. He sees the blood of His Son covering you. So you've already got all the approval you ever need. You don't need to seek approval or praise or acceptance uh, or anything like that from any other source. And so I want us to think about that as Christians. Let's think about what we do and what we post and what we follow and what we watch in the scroll of social media because let's not add to a culture Negatively, uh, seeking approval. Now, if you don't know Christ, I would tell you that that's common, right? We all want that approval, but you can find it ultimately in Jesus and Jesus alone. So I want to encourage you with that and what does that mean? (laughs) On the final segment of today's episode, Life Pops and Faith Drops, I'm going to talk about the Disney Plus show, Echo. Uh, you know, I'm a huge Marvel fan. I had my two kids in here to review uh, another ser- another series on Disney Plus Loki uh, in, in the last season. But this one is is it called Echo? And uh, it's kind of a continuation of a couple different shows. In fact, uh, if you've seen Hawkeye, that's a Disney Plus show. It's kind of a continuation and a spin off of Hawkeye because it concerns a specific character, Maya Lopez also known as Echo. That's her alias, right? And it comes straight from Marvel Comics. Um, Echo is a character in Marvel Comics, Maya Lopez, and so it kind of follows that storyline. In fact, a lot of the content from the series is, comes from the the pages of the comic but it takes some some liberties there as well like most shows do when they when they use source material uh, from comics and so I, I'm gonna share with you a little bit about my review and kind of my thoughts on the series and and kind of what it means to us as followers of Christ I'm gonna do my best not to have any spoilers in this episode okay so I'm gonna try to be spoiler free here but uh, but you know I love Marvel so I'm gonna talk about it and discuss kind of what I liked about it and what, what I, I didn't like and things like that. So uh, some really cool elements of this show. So there are five episodes of the Echo series, and they all dropped in one single day. So that's that's something new we haven't seen from Disney Plus and Marvel shows recently, at least. So they all dropped in one single day. And um, they I will say this. It's TVMA. I believe it's rated TVMA. You have to change your content settings in order to watch it on uh, on on uh, Disney Plus. Uh, And I think it's really MA, uh, not for any sexual content or anything like that. It's TVMA mainly because it's very graphic in terms of violence. And so there's, you know, there's some pretty graphic fights uh, and scenes related to that. And so that's why probably it was TVMA. So it's part of um, Disney Plus's and Marvel's new Marvel Spotlight, where it kind of spotlights a character. And really it's intended to be independent of any other show, and series. That's what Marvel Spotlight is supposed to be. But they created Marvel Spotlight, and I think they kind of shoehorned this episode into Marvel Spotlight because it's really, it really is connected to other series. It's connected to Daredevil. It's connected to, uh, to Hawkeye, as I mentioned before. And so it doesn't really stand on its own, although it was intended, you know, Marvel Spotlight's intended to do that. And so anyway, all five episodes dropped the same day. And it's very interesting to me because, uh, it, it they went, through a lot of reshoots in this series, it was supposed to be longer initially, and so they reshot some of it. Uh, we had you know some change in in leadership behind the series, and so you can kind of tell that as you're watching it. Really cool elements, but there's some elements you're like, that doesn't really fit. That doesn't make sense. And they do a to me, I think they do a poor job of trying to catch people up who haven't watched uh, the other shows like the Netflixes. Uh, Daredevil series or the previous series on Disney plus Hawkeye and so they do kind of you know, not their best job at, at kind of catching people up but I will say there's some really cool stuff in this series one is there's a Daredevil cameo early on in in this in the show and uh, it's pretty good it's very very brief very short uh, Daredevil only has I think one or two lines in there but uh, bringing Charlie Cox as Daredevil back into uh, the MCU is awesome I know we we've already seen him and she-Hulk, and, and we saw him in the last Spider-Man movie, so that's pretty cool. But I, I love Daredevil, okay? So anytime Daredevil is in any show, even if it's for like 30 seconds, I love it. And so that was pretty cool, that cameo. Uh, we see the return of Kingpin and the actor who previously played Kingpin. And we saw him, obviously, in Daredevil, the original uh, Kingpin and Daredevil in Netflix, the series. And they kind of changed his character a little bit. Um, uh, when they brought him back into the MCU or into the MCU in, in the Hawkeye series. Uh, but they've kind of returned him back to what really the character in Netflix. And they even used parts of the Netflix show in this show to kind of give the background and the backstory is pretty cool. And so bringing all that kind of into the MCU canon, I love it. Right. I love that kind of thing. Um, I enjoy the Native American element. So Maya Lopez is a Native American, and it kind of brings that whole Native American uh, culture and backstory into this show. Um, I, I am part Native American, a very small part, not enough uh, to get a scholarship in college, by the way, but, but uh, I think it's my fifth great-grandfather is actually Native American chief. And so I, I'm proud of that, and I love to hear that element and see that element of the story in ECHO. Um, And also, man, uh, they they did a great job in casting this show. Um, Aliqua Cox plays Maya Lopez. She plays Echo, and she is Native American herself. And in the comics, uh, Echo is deaf, and uh, they they casted Aliqua Cox. Uh, Cox, who is also deaf, and she's also an amputee, and so this is kind of really cool, kind of groundbreaking. She's a a deaf young lady who's an amputee, and they actually make the fact that she's an amputee a part of the Echo character. Now, again, that's where it kind of uh, leaves the comics a little bit, because Echo is not an amputee in the comics, but I love the fact that they cast Aliqua Cox here, because she did a phenomenal job, in this show, she is a great actress, and I, I love uh, the way she portrays this character. Uh, I will say that they they changed the way her powers work in the show, as opposed to the comics. But we already knew that. Uh, but part of this show, the reason I love this show is it is kind of an origin story. I love origin stories. But it's also kind of a a coming of age for the character Maya Lopez. And she's not only discovering her powers and even elements of her powers that she didn't know, but during this entire series, which is why I I did enjoy the series, why I loved it, is this whole series is really about self-discovery. It's about Maya finding out who she really is. And she's kind of facing her past. She's facing mistakes. She's... Trying to decide, am I a good guy or a bad guy? Am I in between? What am I? Who am I? And it's really just a powerful self-discovery journey. Now there's some weird elements that they use in relation to Native American, you know, myths and things like that. It's kind of kooky and weird, but I think they did a good job overall with the development of the character and especially with her search for her identity. And I love that. And so I would rate the show, I'd give it about a seven and a half out of 10 because of that story. You know I'm a sucker for a good story. And it was a good storyline, especially with her kind of discovering who she is. But here's what I want to say about that. Really, bottom line, without giving any spoilers away, she comes to the conclusion uh, of who she is. And she has rightly decided that what she's done in her past is not who she is. But what she decides is where she Finds her identity. And I'm not going to tell you kind of exactly what happens, but her her family background and heritage really impacts her and helps her determine her identity. And it's a pretty cool part of the story. But here's what I want to remind us as followers of Christ it reminds me that our identity is not in what we have done, our identity is not in what we do, our identity is not in our family or our heritage. In fact, our identity is not in our ability or our disability. It's in nothing except the fact that we are a child of God. If you know Jesus, your identity is in Jesus. And even if you don't, even if you're not a Christian and you're watching this or listening to this, your identity is not found in any of those other things. Your identity, first and foremost, is found that you have been made in the image of God. Even if you don't have a relationship with God through Jesus yet, you are still made in God's image. You bear His image, and that is who you are. God determines your identity. We just got finished with a a series on identity at our church, and so I'm kind of passionate about that. But as I think about this show, and I loved it, I'm reminded of the fact that our identity is not in any of that stuff, and we really can't even determine our own identity. God has done that for us because our identity is found in Jesus and Jesus alone. So I want to encourage you with that. Uh, In addition to give you some information about that series. So, um, if you, if you're not squeamish and if a little violence uh, doesn't bother you then certainly it's a great watch Um, if you like to avoid those things then you probably shouldn't watch it thank you again so much for joining me on today's episode of the Pop Faith Podcast I'm so glad you're here hope it's been an encouragement to you hope you've enjoyed it and I would love if you have I would love for you to share it with other people share it on social media tell people about it uh, that you know you come in contact with share it at your church those kind of things we want to encourage as many people as possible uh, with this podcast now Here's your next step today. I want you to contact us. Reach out and let us know what you think about the podcast. Share some some topics that you would like us to cover on an upcoming episode. In fact, we're going to have an, on an upcoming episode a segment entirely dedicated to your questions and your comments. So make sure you do that. You can do that at feedback at popfaithpodcast.com. So I can't wait to hear those uh, from you, and I can't wait to see you for the next episode. And until then, remember that... Faith affects every area of your life, so let it pop through everywhere you are.